Dear Amy, it's January 20th at 8.30 p.m. I'm sitting at a bar in the Violet Crown Theater. I've wa just watched Les Miserables, which is a movie directed by Lady Lee. And it's about a policeman who joins an anti-crime brigade um, in Paris. And he gets caught between the tensions of different groups in the suburbs. But it's also about violence and boys and their anger. And I guess it's also about Paris. The movie made me think that if you want to create an incredibly intense action slash thriller, which this movie is, then you definitely have to include at least a handful of boys. You will also instantly feel compassion for them because they are just boys. When I saw the trailer for it, I thought of La Haine, which was directed by um, Mathieu Kassovitz, and it's about the Parisian suburbs. Um, and that apparently came out in 1996. And I was doing the math, and it, it couldn't have been that I saw it when I was 12. I remember seeing it as a teen, but it's, it's kind of crazy to me that it was so long ago. It makes me think back on when I first fell in love with cinema. Do you remember when that happened to you? For me, it was in high school. I remember getting a membership to a cinema called Rarakvarn or Moulin Rouge, and they would pretty much only screen independent foreign movies. That's when I first saw an Emir Kusturica movie or Aki Kaurus Mekki or um, Kieslowski's Three Colors trilogy. The number of times I went to see Amelie from Montmartre, it was the best time. And I always watched with envy how the older kids usually walked out in groups. And the first thing that they did when exiting the cinema was to light a cigarette and everyone carried cloth tote bags. To keep some of that love for cinema alive, I decided last fall that I would go to the movies once a month. That would be my alone time to completely zone out. My self-care time with a small bag of popcorn and a diet soda. And even if I would love to watch movies all the time, just having that one thing for myself each month feels really wonderful. I envy and admire the projects that you're involved with that are of a political nature. I usually feel too stuck and ignorant about the world to know what to do. Was there a point in your life when you became more politically active? Is it difficult to work on subtitles? I remember once applying for a job to write subtitles, but I can't remember now what it was for. I find that these days I keep on forgetting Mis misremembering or just not able to remember something I've just read. I desperately want to finish articles, and sometimes I do, but I mostly don't. My mind wanders, and I've noticed that it happens a lot more since Vera was born. Should I be eating more fish oil? Sorry, Amy, <laughs> I know you are vegan. Should I be doing crossword puzzles or sudoku? And for a split second I thought it was called Sudoku. I'm convinced that the act of giving birth has drained me of brain cells. Don't tell anyone, okay? But I do wonder if like that's a thing that can happen to a woman. And please do share the documentary when it's finished. Anyway, um, tell me what you think of Girl, Woman, Othered by Bernadine Evaristo when you get to it. I'm reading Barbara Demick's new book, 
It's called Eat the Buddha, which is about Tibet, and it's really fascinating. She has a way of writing about history where you don't feel like you're reading history. Her sentences are always full of life, even if it's about wars, deaths, or famine. I hope you are proud of yourself for the work that you've done for Salatin Demirta's um, story collection. It's really quite amazing. And thank you for your last letter and for reading Audre Lord. I particularly like the line, for to suppress any truth is to give it strength beyond endurance. Do you know what it looks like when you do things that you want to do? I don't even know where to begin with Erdogan's opinion on people not getting married young enough or that all couples should have at least three children. It actually made me think of an interview with Lucy Elman in The Guardian. At one point, C.N. Kane asks her, asks her, in Ducks, our narrator, a mother, thinks, I'm scared of all young women now because when I look at them, I see another potential mother-hater. The fact that I always wonder now how they treat their own moms. You're a mother and both a great defender and critic of mother motherhood. How do you balance these positions? And she answers, what worries me is the big divide I've occasionally observed between mothers and daughters. I suspect patriarchy is behind this hostility. When women turn on each other, you have to look at the source of that. Who benefits? It's a great pity, because all this women-on-woman -woman anger could be better directed against our oppressors. I was very close to my own mother, and feel the power and meaning of motherhood are widely overlooked. Again, in service to patriarchy. But now that we're in a climate emergency, the closer we can get to zero births, the better. I do admire women who decide to not have children for the environment. I think it's touching and noble and generous. It's also incredibly sensible. People don't talk enough about how tiring, boring, enraging, time-consuming, expensive, and thankless parenthood is. Why must we keep pretending it's a joy? Sure, there are delightful elements. Children are endearing and fascinating, and if you have some, you get to play with toys again and read children's books and remember your childhood. But illness, worry, conflict, overcrowding, and relentless cooking, the driving, the loss of privacy, the repression of your own sexuality, the education dilemmas, the lack of employment prospects, and all the wretched insanity of adolescence, these are big deterrents. You watch people get pregnant, and you know they'll be emotionally and intellectually absent for 20 years. Thought, knowledge, adult conversation, and vital political action are all put on hold while this needless perpetuation of the species is prioritized. Having babies is a strong impulse, a forgivable one, but it's also just a habit, a tradition, like weddings or putting butter on popcorn. I'm so glad my card reached you safely. Take good care, okay, and talk to you soon. Love, Syl.